but I am hopeful that this will help us to rethink our policies. I'm hopeful that the exposure from this pandemic, this despair, this restlessness that we're feeling would wake us up to reimagine something. Absolutely. Hope. It's funny. I know it's, it's, it's like all of a sudden this doesn't really feel like a hopeful episode, but it's, <laughs> a, it's about hope. Hey everybody, welcome to No Small Thing, the podcast dedicated to helping you live a less certain and more curious life. I'm Scott. And I'm Mace. Welcome to episode 120. Is it a drum roll or a sound any of any kind to introduce this topic? Um, ooh, it's a... <laughs> breezing A in. wind sound. <laughs> um, the, this episode we are titling Hope. You clicked on it so you know what it is. But that is the topic, hope, which even just saying it, I'm like, big word, big, big word. topic, abstract word, yeah, hard to pin down word, uh, potentially trite word, Ooh, word yeah. that maybe gets overused, so it's lost its meaning, Yep, lost its importance, yep, you're maybe saying it. isn't as important because of that, but maybe is also essentially very important. Maybe we need to get back to a sense of why it might be important. Yeah, it's been, it's a big one. I mean, LOL, this is no small thing. And we're, we're saying that, but like being curious about hope, we chose the topic like two days ago, but we thought about it for a few days. And as I've been thinking about it and trying to be curious around it, it just only feels harder to grasp. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah. Well, what are that's your what thoughts like. around it? Oh, we're going to get into that. Oh. Uh, I, I think like, I don't know the best visual. Like I, if you could see me in the house here, I'm, I'm now putting my hands together like a tight, uh, two hands together in a tight prayer. In, hands interlocked. Mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. like hands mashed together. Together. Hand, fingers interlocked. Fingers interlocked, in prayer, yeah. Like a begging prayer gripped. <laughs> you know, and... I like to, th- and that's, that's something like hope. This is what I think no small thing is. And the conversation just t- loosens it up. Now my fingers are relaxing, opening, and now a little, now oh, we I don't see. know. And now we can think about it a little bit. And maybe we can start to get back to a, a, a definition of sorts. But the whole exercise is just let's loosen it up. Hope, what is it? And then as you're listening, maybe you, that starts to happen in your brain. Maybe. It's not scientific. I like to think that. Maybe you're going, oh, yeah, I know what hope is. And then we're like, wait a second. I thoroughly enjoyed that visual, <laughs> I'll say. And I agree. I think I think for me, I have had some understandings of what hope is. But it is, I mean, this is like the whole shtick of the podcast. It's like, well, let's be really curious about it. And it's like the more curious you become about something, it does feel like the less you know about it sometimes. And ah. hope is kind of one of those mysterious things. And I think hope is, I don't know. You and I both also come from like, places of faith or Mm -hmm. places of spirituality and hope feels like a, a holy 
concept, a holy idea, a holy thing. A spiritual thing. A spiritual thing. So it is one of those in part of, and this is kind of me just speaking from my understanding and the way I experience holiness, but it's like an aspect of holiness is always like inherently mysterious Mm. or something that feels beyond something that actually is ungraspable. Mm. Like we both can feel it, but it also is ungraspable. And that's kind of what hope is in a way like hope feels holy and that there is a mysterious element to it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Like it's uh, like, it's, it's something just beyond your reach. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it does feel like something, I don't know. I mean, who knows all these things, joy, happiness, hope, love. I mean, what are they? But yeah, I mean, uh, is it technically a fruit of the spirit in Christianity? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control. I don't think it is. Oh, interesting. Maybe. People interesting. are listening to me like, he doesn't know the fruit of the spirit. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, I think I think another reason, correct me if I'm wrong, I think another reason we brought it up is, I'll just put it this way. Um, Mace and I aren't rooting for Donald Trump. <laughs> I'll just put it this to way. To win the election. No, the so, team we are rooting for is not Donald Trump's <laughs> team, as we've been saying it. So what I think we were thinking, like, at this season, I don't know what. Okay, everybody, we're recording on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. You know, so you, you're going to get this episode on Monday. We Thursday, don't know. November 5th. Mm-hmm. Probably by the time this episode is released, we will hopefully have some hopefully. just Hope. finality finality hope. of what is so so happened. yeah as of now there is no declared winner of this election and so we're like what does it mean to have hope you know <laughs> now we're kind of mm-hmm. sitting in this waiting time and we're like i maybe maybe it almost hurts to feel hopeful but we keep saying hope 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 what right is it? and and it's like hope in because it's like hope it's not just in this presidency but there's a piece of that and it represents something and these elections represent something but then also like this topic feels pertinent also just in the midst of, I was telling this to you when you came in, like we are entering dark times, like, <laughs> like literally dark literally times, like in, in the, the sense of the weather, <laughs> it's the days are getting shorter. COVID is continuing to increase in its numbers. Like we are heading into, I think as a people, a, an even darker season of COVID, honestly. Mm-hmm. So it's it's interesting thinking about what hope looks like in the midst of that, like in the midst of what seems like a lot of doom and gloom and despair around us. Um, where is hope in the midst of that? And I think something that often comes up for me when thinking of hope is like in a lot of ways, I think hope most manifests in despair or most manifests in the darkness, which is its own interesting piece of hope. But to me, that's where I have experienced hope in the most profound ways is also like in the midst of, in like in the dance with the despair. Oh boy. You're, that, that's a, I feel like that is an Enneagram 4 approach it, to it, hope. It might be. <laughs> I would be curious. Yeah, it would be interesting to... I don't think sevens experience hope in the darkness which and i think that's like such a i mean this is such a wonderful piece of the enneagram of like what message does each of these archetypes have to say about hope and we need all of them Mm -hmm. you know because sometimes you sometimes hope you can have hope without despair but to me i'm like maybe we'll almost lean into this the despair in order to have hope yeah 
Well, so I got, I'll say the way I think we're going to do this little conversation here mm-hmm. and, and guys, people, somebody told me I use too many guys, um, gals and non-binary pals yes, listening. Yes. Uh, we're going to try to keep it shorter than normal and maybe that'll be a normal thing these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, just just not trying to be too extra, although we also want to give ourselves permission to be extra. Right. And last week we had a two hour plus episode on eights, Enneagram eights. So maybe Amazing we're just, episode. But there, I'm already sensing this is going to be tough because there's a lot to say. There's a lot to say. But I think the way we're going to approach this, and this happened very organically, Mace and I didn't really even compare notes on how we were going to approach this, but we both came with some quotes. But just like lots of quotes. Yeah. Because I, I think that as I was doing heavy quotes research, I thought of lots of life circumstances where hope showed up, Mm -hmm. but then also it's again, it's like, it's hard to capture. So it's like, what are, what are the big voices saying about hope? The big voices, the big voices, (laughs) we're little voices. (laughs) (laughs) I got to get some of those big voices. (laughs) That's true. Um, But our voices are big too. (laughs) Like we're we're big people. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I think it might be fun just to read some quotes and see what comes up, like Mm -hmm. just respond to the quote. Yeah, I think so. And then what it brings up for us. And then also I think we have some listener comments and then I suggested this. I don't know if you came ready with this, but I thought it might be fun, fun to share like songs of hope. Well, I mean, now we're getting into a two hour plus episode. Okay. Well, (laughs) songs of hope. We'll see. I'm not ready to share (laughs) that, but if you wanted to, I have one song, which it's, yeah, I think you will get sentimental upon me sharing this song. Okay. Do you want to like play it? Maybe late, maybe at the end. Okay. Maybe that'll be an end. Okay. Are we going to get think, into some quotey quotes? I think we should quotes? start with the definition. Okay. Did you, do you have a def, do you have a definition? Well, this is just from the dictionary. So this is going to be the most stale and boring, but it's a launch point. Mm-hmm. Okay. A feeling of expectation and desire for a certain thing to happen. Okay, let me read it one more time and then let me say something about definitions. Mm -hmm. A feeling of expectation and desire for a certain thing to happen. And then there's another another second definition, a feeling of trust. Mm -hmm. And then a verb, want something to happen or to be the case. (laughs) So this is the thing. Well, we're going to read some of these other definitions and that's what's wonderful about humanity. Like, these words didn't just float out of the sky and, and are now bronzed in, in, in ceramic gold. I don't know what words <laughs> I just said, you know, like <laughs> ceramic something and then, <laughs> and then dipped in, in gold. <laughs> like, like these words, they're human words that we can work with here. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so that's the, that's like the, the, the clay. You know, mm-hmm. and then people come around and start to mold it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Hope, mm-hmm. you know, like what is it? Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, the the desire for something to happen. I mean, that's basic. You know, not much there. Yeah, I mean, that seems to be getting at like, uh, yeah, this is the thing. It's like there's there is kind of the the common folk way of saying hope. It's like almost like there's hope with a capital H and hope with a lowercase H. Sometimes common folk. I don't even know if that's the <laughs> right way for it. <laughs> using the dictionary definition of a word. No, but but <laughs> but it does feel like there is like a capital H hope. Yeah. Oh, okay. A reference point. You know what a I mean? A platonic version like, of the word. There's like hope, like, oh, I hope you're doing well. And like, oh, what are your oh, hopes for the day? You know, and it's like, okay, that's that's one way to use hope. But then it's like, there's hope. This like, in my Ooh. mind, like capital H hope that is like, 
hope, the powerful like action or the hope, the capital the H hope. I, we're already in there. Yeah, we're we're already now in you there. just dove right in. You, I, you went past the dictionary definition <laughs> and, and dove head first <laughs> into the deep end of this conversation. Yeah. There's a part of me that wants to say like not even a feeling or an action. It's like the discipline, the discipline of hope, the discipline, the feeling, the concept. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Should we get to quotes? Cause I don't yeah. know. Do you want to start? Um, sure, sure, okay. sure, 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 sure. Um, okay. Okay. I thought this would be an interesting one to read just because of the times. This is Barack Obama. Okay. On hope. Let's get a Barack Obama. Um, thought about hope. Okay. The best way to not feel hopeless is to get up and do something. Don't wait for good things to happen to you. If you go out and make some good things happen, you will fill the world with hope. You will fill yourself with hope. Okay. Okay. I, I, I hear what he's putting down. Mm-hmm. I hear what he's putting down and I like it. Me too. Yeah. Me too. So what do you, what do you like about that one? Um, I mean, okay. It's not like this is a definition of hope that I think, I mean, it's okay. Well, oh, I have a thought that just came in my brain of, it's interesting to think about Enneagram numbers and thinking about Obama as potentially being a nine wing one. Uh-huh. And like, this is kind of that integration of the nine, like the hope is in going and doing rightful action, mm-hmm. which is like the holy two. virtue of a nine. Yeah. Interesting thought. Um, I think that there's something good and challenging in this, in the fact of hope without action may like, I think many people, and we'll actually get to this in the comments, but like, is it even hope if there's not action in it? Like there's this piece of the sowing of the hope and the participation aspect of it that makes, I don't even know what the right word, I don't, I don't really know what the right way of it, but maybe it's that capital H hope or like makes it true hope. I put quotes around that. I don't know. You did air quotes. I did air quotes on that. True hope. Is that the name of this episode? <laughs> now we're doing true, true hope. hope. Um, no, but I mean, I think, I think there is this piece of. It's, it's like when we were talking about I forget what episode. I think maybe white supremacy and defense mechanisms, of like this idea of it starts and ends with you, and I've been thinking about that with hope too. Of like, it does start with like a kind of cultivating personal hope in yourself, but then also I do think it's like going and and putting those pieces of hope into into action mm-hmm. that like it, it creates the spread it creates the momentum of it yeah i think as we read these things n- uh, none of these are going to define hope they're all no. a piece of a bigger puzzle but i like what that contributes to the conversation as a sense of action mm-hmm. and maybe 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 if you say something along the lines of hope is the opposite of depression or despair and you're trying to cultivate hope, maybe a thing to try is to do something. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I mean, even think about like, you know, the idea of you doing your art here and Mace and I last week did mandalas, which is sort of an art therapy exercise. And there's one thing to think about. I mean, a, a doing repressed person, um, thinking about making a mandala and what would I do mm-hmm. and then doing it mm-hmm. and, and in the doing it, you know, it, it, it's so weird to know that even as I'm saying it, it sounds magical. Like whereas most people like, are, yeah, you do it, mm-hmm. you do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, 
really? You do it? Yeah. You do? And sometimes I just have to go on autopilot and trust that the doing is going to do something. And I imagine, yeah, if you were involved in justice work and you were wanting something to happen in the world and and you daily experienced the fruit of the work you were doing, like that would, I imagine, bring some hope about. Well, and I think there's this, uh, this element of, I'll just speak from like a personal place. So okay, this is also interesting from a personal as place. we were talking about hope. It's like, uh, today, as I was like reflecting on it, I was thinking about kind of two two ways in which I'm approaching hope. Like one from like a a greater societal level. Mm-hmm. Like we're thinking about the election. We're thinking about COVID. We're thinking about Black Lives Matter. We're thinking about like all these pieces as societies. And hope is, I think, an essential there's hope in that space. I'll say that. But then there's also like the individual place and like Enneagram four here went introspective. Like I, I ended up spending most of my day thinking about like what hope has looked like for me and how I've experienced hope. And well, you're not a big voice though. I don't want to hear from you. <laughs> I hear from the big voice. I'm, I'm just a I'm just little kidding. voice. I'm just a little one. Um, and I think, I mean, it's, when I think of hope, I mean, it, I went immediately to like some of my darkest seasons. Like that is where I, I ended up going in my thoughts. But then thinking through what brought me out from the despair and into a state of hope. And I mean, I don't know where this comes up with action or expression or what, but I mean, it's like, I mean, art is to me like the all day I kept thinking like art is to me, the most tangible way I'm experiencing hope, you know, to like make my paintings that this specific dark time, this like spring two years ago, actually maybe three years ago, that was like the action that brought me hope. It was, it was going and doing that and actually like creating what were kind of like hopeful color schemes. It was like putting it into the space yeah. And like ushering it in, like because it needed to be done. And it was only in the action of doing it was I able to experience the hope. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you don't have a lot of darkness in your paintings, you know? They They're are really hopeful. funny because they like, they are in a lot of ways, like I come from a dark space mm-hmm. and it's almost like the the lack of darkness is like my resistance to that dark space Mm -hmm. or it's the, it's kind of like a, an offering of an alternative alongside that space. Yeah. Makes total sense. Uh, uh, There's my quote. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I let's just keep going with that energy because my quote goes with that. And and I'm already sensing not a definition where we're just, we're going to end with the relaxing of the hands and mm-hmm, the fingers, mm-hmm. but broadening it, maybe loosening it this. Okay. So me looking at these quotes and finding these quotes, I probably went through like, I maybe my, by the time I was like done looking at my computer screen, my eyes and brain hurt, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. hurt from thinking and feeling mm-hmm. so much hurt from looking at the screen so much and mm-hmm. reading all these little quotes and hurt being like, now I'm confused about what hope is, but also this is what we love inspired. to do here on yeah. no small thing. Um, <laughs> reference projective identification so, episode. <laughs> I put this at the top as my favorite in the sense that it seems fairly timeless in terms of humanity, mm-hmm. but I think it 
if we don't get to a lot of these other ones, after all the stuff I read today, this sums up it in a shorter one what some of my favorite themes were. Mm-hmm. So maybe we'll see some of those today, tonight. But mm-hmm. like, um, the, so, and I think it goes with your art thing. This is Aristotle. Okay. Hope is a waking dream. Oh, I saw that one. Yeah. I saw that one. What do you think of that? I, I guess what I would say is, um, I, I guess it goes with like a Sean, uh, otherwise possibilities. Like hope is our humanity's ability to imagine something different than mm-hmm. what is. Mm-hmm. That's just seems to be, a re- that resonates with me. Like if I, if I haven't given a space and I guess maybe that's an Enneagram again, cause maybe that's not how ones work. Yeah. If ones are like, tell me how to do it, let me figure out the right way. And I'm like, in my mind, if I can have permission to think that it can be different than what it is, I get really hopeful. Yeah. Yeah. Even if it's like quote unquote good, I always want to think of a different way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I saw that one. I thought that one was pretty good and interesting. And I feel this is where it's like hope is so complicated because it's like, okay, it makes me think of this thing that you read. I've heard you read it now twice now. Who's the name of the Fuller president? Oh, Mark Laberton. Mark Laberton. Yeah. And he wrote this thing about waiting and, uh, essentially at like one point in this, in his reflection about waiting, he talks about this idea of like not all waiting is different. Uh-huh. Or not all waiting is the same. Mm-hmm. And there's almost like unequal expectations on waiting or like so much based on locatedness and so much based on where you are. Waiting means something different for you. And I think this is another piece like hope. It means something different for everyone. And it also we can think of hope in so many different contexts. So it's like this is like one of those kind of dreamy visions mm-hmm. of hope. It's mm-hmm. like a hope in a, in a, in a more, in a lighter sense. I don't know. I mean, a waking dream. Like if you were, if you were hoping for justice, you know, to be able to imagine yeah. a world. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it, that's true. I mean, it makes me think of like Martin Luther King Jr. Yeah. Like this idea of the dream. That is where the yeah. hope is, is in the, the ability to, to dream outside of what is now. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And then it applies to art. I mean, maybe that's why art and oh my gosh, like what if we did an episode on that word? I mean, what is art? Cause I'm like, there's the idea of painting and creating, but maybe that's also just a metaphor for all of life, like mm-hmm. creating a life for yourself, creating better societies, better ways of being and living together, better systems. It's all creativity. Yeah. Hope does feel like in some sense, like the very essence of hope is there is this piece of imagining. Yeah. Hope requires that you see outside of the present. Oh, oh, oh I just had a crazy thought. What is it? I don't know. Ah, what? It might, it might be too big to unpack. Uh, Why don't we try? Okay. So I guess, I guess we weave Enneagram thoughts into this. Like one of the things I wonder sometimes is how do I put this? Like, okay. Okay. Some people like perhaps a one Mm -hmm. are looking for like what you would call like best practices. The Mm -hmm. older I've gotten, the more I feel like I'm not even in the business world, but I hear people using that word a lot. Best practices, best practices. And there's nothing wrong with that necessarily, but there's a way that certain humans and people are living that they're trying to find the best current method, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's 
hope for them to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just talking about like how it plays out for me. And then, and then it's like another approach is, is either you're trapped in this sort of modern, the way it is mm-hmm. like you're in your mind, you're, you're up to the present. Like your imagination stops now. It's like, wow, humanity did all this stuff. And now here we are. So let's do the best of what we figured out. Right. You know? Right. Um, and then, you know, you look at people, a lot of people, my, my whole life, people have been like, why, why would we question this? Like, right. It's, it's like, it's look at what it's doing. It's, it's working, but it's like, no, it's not. I mean, is it working? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could talk meta in terms of like capitalism, right. but also just daily everything, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then, it, oh, go ahead. Well, and it, it just makes you think of like to push back on that is often seen as like disruptive, but there's this part of, I think, you and I have personalities of potentially being like, well, no, this is, this is hopeful. Right. Right. To, yeah. for us to push back on this is for us to or actually to be it. leaning into hope. Yeah. If hope for something even better than yeah. this. Cause it kills my soul when people say this is how it is. And look, I'm not, I'm not sitting here. Everybody my where soul. I'm just like this big, like visionary ideas, entrepreneur, you know, I'm just sitting here in a room popping off. I'm just talking about like what feels like hope to me. But anyways, it seems like if that's, if that's not the way people go, they go backwards. Mm-hmm. They go, oh, we've gotten ourselves into a jam here. This doesn't work. We need to look back mm-hmm. and see what people used to do. And there's nothing wrong with that either. And of course, we can discover wisdom. Right. But I think the thing that's always making me hopeful is what has never been thought of or done before. Like what's what's ahead? And so it seems like people are sort of in this double bind sometimes of like either the now or the past instead of something that's never been done. And that, hmm. I guess, feels scary. Hmm. And it does for me, too. I mean, I have to be honest. I can sit and talk about it. But, like, I was a, I was nervous creating my mandala the other day. You and I are talking about creating music, and it's fun to talk about. But when it comes down to actually doing it, I'm like, <laughs> it's scary. It's yeah. scary. I mean, people talk about the writers talk about, like, the the fear of the blank page. You know, mm-hmm. I'm sure you have that with the canvas. Not that you're not necessarily afraid, but to look at it and be There's like, There's times. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Rather than just coloring something somebody already made. I'm just going to color this color page and a lot easier. You yeah. Can approach life that way. Yeah. 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 I don't even know. Are we talking about hope? Right now? Wait, is this hope? <laughs> um, okay. Is it, is, yeah. That's Aristotle. And those are our pop-offs to, to uh, Aristotle. Hope is a waking dream. Okay. A different type of definition. A different. Okay. So I have another definition that this one is interesting because we're talking about this idea of, uh, kind of past, present, and future. And I do think hope is interesting in that. Oh, I have lots of thoughts. Oh, I know. This is the jam we get into, right? Yeah. Um, okay. So I'll share this one and just know that I can get to other pieces. This is a definition that of hope that I heard like, six or seven years ago. Okay. And it profoundly shifted the way I saw hope. And it, it also kind of links it to lament and links it to links it to despair and kind of links it to this idea of really seeing pain and really acknowledging and like now I have this language cause I'm also studying this in my class of like witnessing. Mm-hmm. So like, what does it look like to move from just bystanding to different things, but witnessing that in that to witness and to see something and to be an embodied seer and to not let injustices be bystanded is 
this piece of hope. Ooh. It's like in that place where you're, it's, an it's embodied that embodied seer An embodied seer. What a great phrase. Um, I know. Well, I'm my, one of my like discussion groups, we're doing a little project on protesting and we're specifically talking about this moving from bystanding to being an embodied seer. Dang. And it's really interesting because I'm in a class that is, I don't even know what this class, honestly, I don't even know how to describe what this class is, but a huge concept that has been really, really rocking my brain. I talked about in one episode is kind of this idea of symptom bearers being these points of hope for us in society. So like these places of pain, these places of anguish, these places where people are crying out, that is the breaking point of hope mm, for mm, us mm-hmm. in them. They're, they're pointing towards healing. And yes. if we can be attuned to that, that is where hope is bursting forth, which yeah, is just, I, I agree. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> it's a huge shift. So then it's, it makes me think of this, this like early definition I had of hope. Yeah. Um, that's where I'm getting connected. And this comes from reconciling all things by Emmanuel Catagole and oh. Chris Rice. Okay. I don't know if you read it. I think you would enjoy it. I know Chris Rice. Um, and as to be deeply bothered about the way things are, is itself a sign of hope to the extent we are not shattered. We do not hope there is in a lament, a desperation, even more a demand for something deeper, something beyond something new. Those who are not easily consoled have entered a place of restlessness. They've opened their hands to accept a different vision. They are now ready to receive a better hope. Yes. That's that's the one. That's, that's the big the voice. one. No, I mean that's, <laughs> that's the, the big that's, voice. That's no, it's needed. a big voice. That's what we needed to start this conversation about the 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 relationship between lament or despair or restlessness or dissatisfaction mm-hmm. that starts hope. Mm-hmm. It's like the it's like the key in the engine. You know the ignition. You know it's like yeah. There has to be a longing for something. And then a looking ahead, you know, you want to paint something because you want to, I don't know, not dissatisfied necessarily, but like, you know. Yeah. I mean, the, the example that comes to mind, this is again, just a personal example is it goes back to that dark season, (laughs) (laughs) but like I've talked about on the pod, like two years ago at this point, but these freaking yellow flowers, Mm -hmm. like I was in a very, very beaten down place Mm -hmm. Um, for like a multitude of reasons, despair, like honestly, like internally despairing. Um, And I encountered these yellow flowers and this art, which has honestly, since then, that's when I then created all the paintings are up in my house. And like, I consider those yellow flowers to be those points of hope that like fully led me in this direction of leaning into my art. You know, it's like in my bedroom above my corner of all my art crap is just a single picture of this yellow flower. And it's like the reminder of like the hope that that could provide like someone out there, some random artist put these yellow flowers in the street. That was that huge point for me, but it was in the despair that I was able to kind of see this new vision and see the yellow flowers paintings all over the city uh, randomly sort of like graffiti Mm -hmm. you know 
Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we don't know, but thank you to that person, whoever they were. <laughs> and it's like thinking of our current state and like protesting and folks calling out for injustice. And it's this, I do look at the, there is almost a shattering. Like we look at this pandemic, there's a breaking down amongst us as people right now. And I think one way of seeing it as seeing it as this, this place where we can see a new hope. Like we now, because we're in this, I don't know, collective state of pandemic. It's like now we, we are now forced, we're shattered enough to have a different vision of hope, to see things differently. Yes. Yes. Well, I mean, I guess yes. too, I guess if you, <laughs> if you mention pandemic, it's like, I guess that's a, that, that, that that's a, a way of looking back too. now. Now we have a pretty grand vision of what things could be because mm-hmm. we've experienced it. Mm-hmm. So now it's like, gosh, I have hope that I guess things could return a little bit. Like we could gather with people again and go to a concert again. Yeah. Well, hope. that, that would be amazing. <laughs> Yeah, but but I do think like potentially, I mean, I'll just say for me, like I'm hoping that this pandemic helps us to lean more into mutual aid, uh, to lean more into That's a better way to think about it. <laughs> concerts. Like like looking at cuz I'm I'm not, I'm kind of like, no, let's of course concerts and like getting back to seeing people, sure, that normal piece, but I think this pandemic has exposed that we need to reimagine how we're structuring our societies because like as this pandemic this disease like spreads across our country like people's lives are being lost and more and more are we exposed to the disparities yeah, you know you know it's like it's really weird they're even talking about it because in a different reality you, you know like if donald trump wasn't president i don't want i don't want to like scapegoat donald trump because i feel like obviously he he's pointing out or showing us some bad parts of ourselves as a society. But to a certain extent, you would assume that a pandemic like this would cause us to all get super sappy with each other and be mm-hmm. like, we're all mm-hmm. in this together. And I feel like there are some commercials that do that, but yeah. mostly people yeah. are pissed. Yeah. And it's just like, wow, I'm shocked. Like, especially I'm, I'm even thinking about the whole world. The whole world is freaking going through this and there just is a shortage of good vibes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I think this pandemic is putting a microscope up to the fact that it's exposing. It's like, to me, I, I think that it's exposing that like, no, our, our, the layers of our systems are pretty effed up. Uh-huh. And this is only, I mean, this, in the midst of this pandemic, the rich are getting richer and the poor are getting poorer, like while this is happening. Yeah. So it's like, we're all watching that and more and more people are getting disenfranchised and more and more people like, I think I read today one in 10 people in America now have said they do not have enough food in their homes. Jeez. It's like, we're not, we're not doing well and we continue to not be doing well. It's like exposing this, but I am hopeful that this will help us to rethink our policies. I'm hopeful that the exposure from this pandemic, this despair, this restlessness that we're feeling would wake us up to reimagine something. Absolutely. Hope. It's funny. I know it's, it's like all of a sudden this doesn't really feel like a hopeful episode, but it's, <laughs> a, it's about hope. 
I think here's a, here's a fun one. Not necessarily. Yeah, fun, give us a fun one. But it's like a, a, a sweet one. It has a sweet taste to it. Yes, yes. This is from Fred Rogers, and it's not necessarily like Doctor or like a Mister Rogers. Yeah, Doctor Rogers. Doctor Rogers. Um, it's not necessarily a lot of these sort of danced around the idea of hope, you know. Um, but I thought this was so good. He said. Part of the problem with the word disabilities is that it immediately suggests an inability to see or hear or walk or do other things that many of us take for granted. But what of people who can't feel or talk about their feelings or manage their feelings in constructive ways? What of people who aren't able to form close and strong relationships and people who cannot find fulfillment in their lives or those who have lost hope to live in disappointment and bitterness and find it and find in life no joy, no love? Hmm. These, it seems to me, are real disabilities. Hmm. I just thought that was Damn. like, yeah, like there, there is a, there's another one that we we can just put them together. This is from Flannery O'Connor, an author I love. She says, people without hope not only don't write novels, but what is more to the point, they don't read them. Hmm. So hmm. All, all that to say, it's like participating in life, like yeah. reading, creating, naming feelings living i mean there there's hope in all of that yeah you know yeah um and i guess that goes back to activity a little bit but um no it's like it, it there's this this element of engagement mm-hmm, involved mm-hmm. in hope that's like a better way of to hope means that you're that's that's there's this piece of like going back to the obama or like this idea of like hope requires engagement being within it working within it mm-hmm yeah, I think for me, those those two quotes and along with several others, obviously, were really making me feel today um, just uh, the well, then I played you this song earlier, Benjamin. So Clement. good. There's this there's so a hope good. in taking ownership. Mm-hmm. There's a hope mm-hmm. in being able to say my feelings are my feelings. My life is my life. My decisions are my decisions. I have power to get up today and do something. I, yeah, I can. I can I can discover something about myself. I can have a conversation with a friend. I can create art. I, there's there's so many things I can do, and I I know that sounds like now I'm bordering on lecturing, but I'm talking mostly myself. Like, yeah. I was feeling like, holy crap! Like there is so much potential in a day. Yeah. You know, and that's that 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 can whatever it is like. If hope is a feeling, you know, whatever that feeling is, motivation. Maybe those two have something in common, you know, but yeah, if I have like a feeling of like inspiration, optimism, you know, energy to do something. Well, and I think there's some significant hope in even when you don't feel that yeah, doing something anyways, even a small thing. Right. I think that goes back to the Barack Obama thing. Like yeah. Just get up and do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I guess that even goes back to Kevin and Abby last week at like a practice. Or mm-hmm. We were mm-hmm. going to talk about discipline maybe. Right. Week. That's true. I mean, there is, there's, I think there's hope in a discipline. Yeah. There's hope in disciplines or practices. We are at the halfway mark. We're at the halfway mark. Okay. Do you that's wanna, great. Do you want to still keep it to an hour 15 or do you want to indulge think- in quotes or should we, should we take a break and do listener comments? Oh, I mean, I think we should indulge in a few more quotes <laughs> and then maybe, maybe we'll see from there, but I think we could do one fifteen, one thirty. Okay. Friends, we're just checking in with you and we're saying we're going to keep doing some quotes here. If you're vibing, we're vibing. I mean, I have a few, I have more. Yeah, me too. Okay, I got great. Lots. Then we have, we have some listener comments. Yeah, so we will take yeah. a break 
and we will look at the listener comments because the listeners brought some. They brought some good friends. stuff. I mean, it's like listeners and friends. I know it's like all the listeners. people we know. Daniel, uh, our listener. <laughs> <laughs> no. Daniel's our friend. Um, You're all our friends. Okay. Should I go with my next one? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Please. So my next one's actually three, but they're all really short. And I listened to a lecture series. I think is what they called it this on Monday. That was titled Daring to Hope. And it was facilitated by Dr. Brian Bantam, one of my favorite professors at uh, my undergrad. And it was essentially a conversation between him and I have their names written, uh, Dr. Christine Hong, Dr. Patrick Reyes, and Dr. Pamela Lightsey. And these are all people of color in academia who are kind of at this point, it seems like pushing this conversation. It was almost them kind of pushing back against academia and offering a different way of hoping and a different way of communicating with each other. It was a very cool thing to watch on Monday morning before all the Mm. uh, kind of results in just election hit. And um, simpler times. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that felt simpler. I don't think that felt simpler. Honestly, it feels a little more like, now it feels, I feel more easy than it did Monday. I was just like a ball of nerves on Monday. Oh, um, I feel, I felt better Monday. Really? Yes. Interesting. That's just two different people having different feelings. Yeah, that is. Um, <laughs> but there is, there's lots of themes from the conversation. And one of the biggest themes that I took away from it was this idea of hope in like kind of, first of all, hope in like just being with each other and hope in passing on wisdom and hope in kind of looking across generations and finding ways to amongst each other resist erasure of culture, resist erasure, like erasure of who you are in finding hope in the remembrance of your ancestors and the passing down. Dang. Um, it was really Dang. powerful. It was really powerful. Um, but then one of my professors sent us three quotes that she uh, snagged from it. And so I'll just read them because I thought they were really good. First of all, though, this is just what's, I don't know, like for us, everybody, I don't know what it, you're, you're experiencing when you're listening, but this feels like sort of a good, sweet, classic, no small thing episode where like I came with some thoughts, but you're also coming with some thoughts. So it's like I'm, I'm, I'm almost caught off balance. Like it's almost like you pushed me <laughs> and I was standing on one leg or something. And I'm like, like, sorry, Whoa. sorry. Because I'm like, I'm coming with my ideas and my quotes and I've been, I've been in a certain headspace today. Yeah. And now you're adding a bunch of thoughts and I'm like, Whoa, okay. Well, yeah, yeah I've good. been in my headspace. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I wasn't thinking about that. Like the passing down of wisdom from generations and yeah. Yeah. Understanding the past. So this, the, I'll read this first quote. Oh, yeah. It comes from Dr. Christine Hong, who she began actually by sharing the story of, Um, She's Korean American and she, her mom like didn't grow up teaching her how to cook. Mm. Um, But then she essentially kind of on her own started cooking and kind of went on this quest to find the taste of her home, the taste from her mom. And she explained the story of her mom tasting her food of like her mom now was in America living with them and she made something and her mom said, where did you, how did you make this? And she was like, I know this taste. This is the taste of our family. And the mom was like, this is the taste of our hand. And I forget the phrase for it, but essentially like it was through this cooking, through this practice of 
remembering the taste of their family yeah. and her mom being you. How did you find this? You have, you've, you've created this taste of her family. She was like, well, of course, mom, this is the taste of our hands. Dang. And it was just so beautiful. Um, and this is her quote that she saved, but she also talked, she talked a lot about this idea of, and I, I resonated so much with this of, you know, each of us kind of almost is going to have to take our turns with hope. Cause I think hope is in a lot of ways a very hope is not hope is hard sometimes. And sometimes hope is actually like, maybe you can't have hope, you know, maybe today you don't have hope, but it's like, we're, your turn. we're in that a community. Good. Like, so I'll watch, I'll stand watch today Dang. and be hopeful while you sleep, but I'm going to trust that another day I will be able to rest and you'll stand watch for hope. Um, <laughs> like a little sermon. <laughs> no, That's this really lecture good. was really good. Dang. Um, I've, I've literally keep checking my email till it gets posted because <laughs> I can't wait to watch it again. And I'm probably going to make you watch it. All my quotes seem like, like Skittles right now. <laughs> like a like little handful of like candies. These, these feel like way bigger thoughts. <laughs> I'm excited to read some more of mine, but this is like, oh, <laughs> um, I haven't even read my quotes, dude. <laughs> That's so funny. You're just building up. To it. Um, okay. So she this one, this one is from Dr. The, Dr. Christine Hong. She said, hope is a discipline. It takes practice and attention. Okay, there it is. Um, and then I this agree. is from Dr. Patrick Reyes, and he said, "Hope is the gaze across generations." Oh, which I thought was so 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 good. Um, and then this one is it's, from. Do- it's too much. It's, no, it's, it's too, much. too much. I mean, it's all good, but I'm like, whoa! Um, I have to go like meditate on that. I have to like lay down and <laughs> really think about that. I mean, hope is the gaze across, across, across generations. generations. Ay, yeah. Ay, ay. yeah. Which what does I mean, that mean for me? I, ah. I, I no, I mean, I think that's the thing at the end we had to give commitments and I have yet to fall through my commitment, but I need to. Um, and mine is to ask both of my parents for a piece of wisdom. Dang. Um, and I need to do that, but he, I mean, he shared so much about his family and, I mean, I, it was like such a gift of hope to have these people kind of, they were really like, it was a beautiful lecture series in that it was like, Hey, this isn't, we're not talking heads. Like we're friends who care about each other, who are sharing how we're personally finding hope. Mm. And we're finding hope literally in just talking to each other. Mm. Um, and then Dr. Pamela Lightsey, she said, hope is found in my community. Simple, but like, honestly, like, true like it's when we lean towards belonging we lean towards community that's where we find our hope and i feel like this was really good encouragement to me like heading into this week of elections like i leaned into that we as a house leaned into that of like let's check in let's see how we we are with each other i think monday night we i intentionally was like what do you need also i need these things from you like Mm -hmm telling our communities what we need from each other, standing watch with each other. So that way we don't run out of the hope, you know, keeping a flame lit, keeping watch, staying up, passing it around Mm -hmm. your turn. Dang. Mm -hmm. Oh Mm -hmm. my goodness. If yeah, no, honestly, we honestly really just don't even know how to be in community with each other. You know, like, if we could, if we could cultivate that sort of shorthand, like I'm just all of a sudden the image that came to my mind is like one of the few. Sp- I, I did play sports growing up. Sports? We did a sports episode, so I have experience. We've done, we've playing done sports. now actually two sports episodes. If you include <laughs> yeah, Enneagram and sports. True. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. So I'm like, 
th- th- that feeling, that shorthand, if you are getting into a flow with a team, like whether it's basketball or baseball or whatever, but it's like, yeah, I know if I pass it to this person this certain way at this moment, they're going to most likely do this with the ball. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's my, what it feels like. I almost feel like passing hope around the same, like, Oh, you know, I I'm looking across the room, I'm telling Macy's about ready to pass hope, <laughs> you know, and I receive it and I'm like, I'm holding it now. I mean, and, and then I take that very seriously and I'm like, Oh, now I'm yeah. passing it. Nope. nope yeah. Back to you. You know, <laughs> well, that's a, that is a wild way of thinking plot. about it, but it's know how that would work. Well, I mean, it's, I'm just relating to this fact that I, I also that same day was talking to one of my professors and was like, cause in one of my classes, where they're really inviting us to embrace our anger and agitation. Oh and boy. it's like every single All week right. he's like, here we go. Are you attuning yourself to your agitation and your anger and your feelings? And I'm like, <laughs> yes, I am. And like, <laughs> Hey, like what point is this going to kill me? Yeah. Like attuning myself so much. And he was like, well, you do it in community. Like you ah. have to, to know when it's time to, pass it off our sorts or know uh, that someone else can help hold it. Like we need containers to help holding these things. Dang. I think hope is one of those too. Uh, I, I guess another thing uh, I'm thinking is, is just this idea of maybe a, a, an over indulgence in this theme is that sometimes we almost only want people to hold the hope, <laughs> hold the hope for us. That we're not willing to be hopeful or, or have mm. it passed or, or mm. stand watch, like you said. It's like mm. we're so devoid of hope or yeah, hopeless. yeah. It's like I just need you to keep doing it. And if somebody yeah. isn't, then I mean that that maybe that gets into like guru stuff, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's actually really interesting to think about too. I think that we do kind of have totems in society that we place a lot of that on, but yeah. I think it is true. It's like if if you're someone, I mean, I also think as people, like we ourselves need to experience that hope, like mm-hmm. for our own personal psyches. Yeah. I have so many thoughts going on in my brain. Let's go to the next quote from you. Uh, uh, final thought on that is like Colt, Colt. I want the final word here. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> that I said this the other day of watching the David Sedaris masterclass. And he was just like, you know, you can't really consider yourself a writer if you're not going to be reading books because it's like a community. So are you reading books? And then you expect somebody to read you. And yeah. That it's it is like all these themes we're playing with, like keeping a torch alive or something. It's like the act of creation. It's like I'm going to do my part. Mm-hmm. You're creating. I'm creating. Mm-hmm. Um, this isn't maybe the best thing, but it's what I did, and you're going to do something. And well, I mean, it makes me think of myself honestly as an artist. Like, I don't create art. Just I think I can sometimes get in the headspace of I create art just for myself, but it's like. I don't create art just for myself. Um, if I'm being honest, you know, I share my art. You do. My art is contributing to society. Like it probably would be motivating for me to see my art as not only am I holding the flame of hope for myself, but by doing this, I can help hold the flame of hope for other people. You do. You do. That's nice. That That's art. nice. It Absolutely. feels like my motivation is this whole room feel, feels hopeful because of your art. Absolutely. Wow. It feels like abundance, you know, I know I need to get rid of this art though. I need to do something Get rid of this some show. I need to have some art show. Okay. Now I'm kind of playing with some paints here. I feel like I've got these cool. cool, I've got these different. I feel like I want to just go through a few quotes. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Let me see. I only have like two more plus a blessing. Oh, okay. 
That's great. Jan Richardson blessing. Yeah, I mean, I really have two Jan Richardson blessings, but I might have to just pick one. Okay, so this one has nothing to do with anything. I just thought it was great because it is sort of the a, another little take in terms of like a flavor. And Some this skittles. Like, this one's despair, like comically despairing. Mm-hmm, and this mm-hmm. is Kurt Vonnegut. He says uh, the fourteenth book is entitled. So he's talking about one of his books. Uh, the fourteenth book is entitled "What Can a Thoughtful Man Hope for Mankind on Earth Given the Experience of the Past Million Years?" <laughs> it doesn't take long to read the fourteenth book. It consists of one word and a period, and this is it: nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so the question that he answered in that chapter again is, "What can a thoughtful man hope for mankind on Earth given the experience of the past million years?" Nothing. nothing. <laughs> so no hope. <laughs> Then here's two interesting ones that I think might work together just to put them together and see what it brings up for us. Uh, So Soren Kierkegaard says hope is a passion for the possible. Oof. Which some Kierkegaard up in here. Yeah, That's not a fresh territory for this conversation, but it is like no passion for the possible. That's I like that phrasing. Nice little new definition. Mm -hmm. And then this goes similar because we're kind of just like looking forward, but another voice, Toni Morrison, Mm. uh, and this is from beloved, but the, uh, the character in beloved says me and you, we got more yesterday than anybody. We need some kind of tomorrow. Hmm. Hmm. So that's, that's like a sort of a future focused, you know, like, um, I don't know, maybe for a certain type of person, it, it is really defeating to just keep thinking about the past. Yeah. And this is like, let's imagine something better. Yeah. I mean, there's this piece of hope that I, have, I feel like has to do with investment. Mm-hmm. Like, the future, like going, yes, moving towards the future, investment in other people, action forward, taking something and moving it somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no small thing feels hopeful. The fact that we I agree. do this all the time. You said a few weeks ago, you were like, we've never missed a week. And I'm like, that was like, yeah, we get up and do something. It's like, no, I mean, I think, I mean, I think in the beginning it was hopeful in so many ways for us, just yeah. in the sense of like, this was like in a lot of ways, a lot of ways, like otherwise possibilities for us. Um, yeah, we were really trapped in something. Mm-hmm. Our, our souls and our spirits. Like this is sort of like something clawing to the surface almost. No, like, for real, for it. real. I mean, now we're in like a different state, but there is hope. It's like, I mean, knowing that we have something that we're investing in. I mean, I think we both feel like committed to people who are listeners. I think we both feel committed to curiosity because like we would not be people of integrity on this podcast. Like I think for myself, this has been a journey of kind of really realizing how not curious I am like and how much work I have to do on that. But there is, there is hope honestly in the fact that we will every single week persistently say we're going to be curious and we're going to put action in that and invest in what that is, Yeah, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And and we're always like thinking about what we want to do in the future, where Mm -hmm. we're going, what what we're going to talk about, you know, that's fun. All right. What do you got? Fun. Some good times. Okay. The big voices. (laughs) This is from, um, Howard Zinn, who's like a socialist Marxist person. Um, which I, this one felt good just because it's some strange times. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, to be hopeful in bad times is not just foolishly romantic. It is based on the fact that human history is a history not only of cruelty, but also of compassion, sacrifice, courage, kindness. What we choose to emphasize in this complex history will determine our lives. If we see only the worst, it destroys our capacity to do something. 
if we remember those times and places, and there are so many, where people have behaved magnificently, this gives us the energy to act, and at least the possibility of sending the spinning top of a world in a different direction. Dang. And if we do act in however small a way, we don't have to wait for some grand utopian future. The future is an infinite succession of presence. And to live now as we think human beings should live, in defiance of all that is bad around us, is itself a marvelous victory. Oh, whoa. <laughs> That's not the blessing? That's yeah. just a quote? <laughs> that feels like the blessing. That's just a quote. <laughs> <laughs> that, that one encapsulates everything we've been talking about, I feel like, because it, it, it combined despair and acknowledgement and, you know, a need for something to be different and action. It, it got it all. Right, and I think there's this beautiful place oh, of, I think sometimes... Posties. What? We'll have to post these quotes. Somebody, somebody's reading that. I, I listening. I guess they could go rewind it and listen again. But like that was big. <laughs> that was big. I know. I know. I found that one and was like, damn. Yeesh. Um, but I think that also I really love this emphasis on like the little presence or this idea of like hope is not like I'll say for myself. I can get stuck in this like because my hope is this insane rich utopia place that it becomes not helpful yeah because it's beyond reach beyond grasp and it's not something i can make action towards but it's like nope hope in just the little pieces Mm -hmm. day by day in the little presence and like that's how you can maintain the hope like we'll always be moving you know moving towards hmm yeah Man, it just makes us, it makes me think of like the ways we all differently approach hope. Like I feel like you tend to be more dissatisfied than the average person. (laughs) Yeah, that's probably true. (laughs) But I wonder if that's more hopeful, you know, I can get a big, I can get big shoulder shruggy about things. Like I like to imagine and think out loud, but I, I'm not like, and then we can do it. And then, and I'm not even that upset about things sometimes. I'm like, yeah, world sucks, whatever. Like yeah. Kurt Vonnegut. I mean that, 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 that actually feels like not very hopeful, you know, to say nothing, just like nothing. No, I mean, nothing. I don't think that is very hopeful. <laughs> yeah. So I think sometimes I can get in that sense. It could be like the, that dark existential place of like nothing. Life is meaningless. Yeah. Let's not try to do anything. I mean, to be honest, so today I also listened to Vessel by 21 Pilots, which <laughs> I posted on my Instagram story. This is an album of hope. And I'm like, this is, this is, if there is any theme of this album, it is hope. Mm. It is despair and it is hope. It is those two things. It's that, that the whole relationship from beginning. And it's like, I mean, the first song is Ode to Sleep and it's an ode to darkness and these demons, but it's the end is all stay awake because the dark's not taking prisoners tonight. Ooh. And the whole album is just this back and forth. And I, I mean, I, I relate so hard to this album. That's the thing. It's like, I'm listening. I'm like, dang, this is my soul. Um, but I do feel that's fresh. (laughs) Yeah, for real. (laughs) Um, I think that this is, I don't know if this is a four thing, but there is this piece of fours in longing. Yeah. And that's the state that that's our fixation Uh is longing and what could be better and what's missing, which is, I think both despairing and incredibly hopeful. Like it's both of those pieces. And I do feel, 
I have strong emotions when I think of hope. I think hope is, I feel charged to do it. Mm. Like I feel like commissioned. Yeah. Yeah. In a way. Hmm. Dang. You did bring a whole different lens tonight. <laughs> a whole different lens. This is good. <laughs> I'm glad that you're enjoying yeah, this. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that just adds to what you've already been saying. It's like a, it's like a job. Like I'm a, Oh, you haven't seen have the, you heard the, have you read the Jim Wallace quote on hope? No, I'll what? read it. I'll find yeah. it. Uh, you haven't seen um, Game of Thrones, but you're making me think of like the Night's Watch. And I I think we've read the Night's Watch like pledge on this podcast before. It doesn't matter. It, but most people know the Night's Watch pledge, but it's like now my watch begins. I don't have it memorized. People are going to think like, oh, he's about to say it. But yeah, there's something about like I am getting commissioned to be a bearer of hope. It's, yeah. it's something that I'm taking seriously. It's a calling. Um. Okay. I have to find this quote because it's, this is also another hugely pertinent quote to me. I don't know why I didn't have this one saved already. I almost have it memorized. I know it's hope is believing despite of the evidence and watching it change. Oh, well, there you go. But no, there's more. Oh, there's okay. more to it. There's more to it. Um, uh, this is Jim Wallace, who is like the president of Sojourners mm-hmm. um, magazine. And he's from coming from a Christian perspective. Um, okay, it's... Hope is believing in spite of the evidence than watching the evidence change. The big choice today for us is the choice between hope and cynicism. Hope is not a feeling or a personality choice or a personality type. It's a decision. Whenever changes come, it's because some people believed in that possibility before it came to be. It is hope as a decision that makes chance possible. I think that the choice for hope is the most important contribution the faith community has to make to the world. The promise and the power of hope. Things can change, they have, and they will again. And that is something we insist upon because our God is bigger than all the things we think are so big. Yeah. Yep. There it is. There it is. (laughs) That's the definition. (laughs) That that is hope. (laughs) No, but yeah, I, I think I was getting a little angry when you were reading that. I, I Not because of the definition, but like it really, it really bothers me when somebody can't see otherwise possibilities. It's something that bothers me the most. It, it, even at the very least, even if it's through conversation, like with no risk, we, we don't even have to say we're even going to attempt this thing. We can just say it's definitely attemptable. We can yeah. just sit here and admit, admit that, right? And people look at you like this skeptical looks. I'm like, gosh, can we just try? Can we just try to think about it? Can we just let ourselves have this mind thought? Um, because we've referenced it so much and it was literally in my notes for a hope quote. Should I read it? I, I have an Sean otherwise possibility. Absolutely. Quote. Okay. I'm like, I'm just, we have so many quotes, but so we've referenced otherwise possibility. This is, I saved it. I don't even think he says hope, but this is a Sean Crawley. Otherwise possibility is the phrase I've been using to say that, okay, I'm starting over. Otherwise possibility is the phrase I've been using to say that what we have is not all that is possible, that alternatives to the normative can exist, already exist in this world. Maroons, enslaved people that escaped plantations and created lives in woods and swamp interiors, engaged the dangerous practice of imagining other kinds of relations to one another, to the earth and to the world. And after imagining, they put into practices the, desi- the desires they imagined. Imagination, the practice of otherwise possibility, is not the lack of fear. It does not mean one isn't afraid. Imagination, the practice of otherwise possibility, is the recognition of 
and honoring as sacred, fear and being afraid and moving in the direction of the alternative anyway, anyhow, in spite of it. Ooh, a Sean. Are we friends with a Sean? I think we are. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> Which I feel like that leans even more into it. And I feel like imagination is a huge piece of hope. Mm-hmm. It's this, mm-hmm. yeah, ability to see outside of the present. I think my suggestion is we take a break. Okay. And we do our listener slash friend comments. And you read your Jan Richardson to close the episode. Perfect. Because um, my Andy Dillard, I feel like, is going to be too long now. No, 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 no. It's fine. It's maybe we'll just read it here together later. Yeah, that's a great. Idea. I mean, my Jan is super short. My Jan, my, my Jan, Annie. my Jan, my yeah. Seriously, it's like I've got Jan and you've got Annie. Well, I guess we'll fill out the vibe. Fill out um, the vibe because I feel like I just co-opted this with so many quotes. Uh, co-opted. <laughs> what? <laughs> I I think that's one of the that's one of the things that sort of set this whole rhythm in motion was. It's, it's funny because now it's become commonplace. But like when we first started the podcast, meeting in this house and having everybody be happy with reading things to each other. In the, in, the, in the early days, I almost feel like we were crazy. Like we would do the episode and then we'd sit and read more and listen to more. And we still kind of do that, but not in the same not high in the energy. same. Yeah, no, for real. But I like being read to. Okay, okay, I good. like being shown things. <laughs> it's, it's like that's why I found kindred spirits here. It's like I, I'm not like oh, another reading. This is co-opting. <laughs> Like, I like this. I mean, you, you just brought me a little gift, you know, um, <laughs> some gifts of some meetings. Yeah. Okay. I, I also had a thought uh, that I had a, a song in mind for this little break. Here comes so a thought. I, I'm pretty sure what I'd like to do is put a Harry Connick Jr. song about Amer- imagination for a little break. Um, so when we come back, everybody, we are going to read some comments from our friends and listeners from Instagram. When we come back. Imagination is funny It makes a cloudy day sunny Makes a bee think of honey Just like I think of you Imagination is crazy Your whole perspective gets hazy Starts you asking a daisy What to do, what to do Have you ever felt a gentle touch And then a kiss Hey everybody, hope you're enjoying this episode on Hope and hope you're enjoying that song by Harry Connick Jr. we were just playing called Imagination. I'm here very briefly to give you a few ways that you can help support the podcast if you are interested. The first thing you can do is you can head on over to iTunes and write us a rating and review. So if you're listening to the first time and you're liking what you're hearing or if you've ever listened to the podcast and you've enjoyed this in any way, it would be really helpful if you wrote us a rating and review on iTunes. And um, you can just do that by going over to iTunes. It should take you like 30 seconds. You could write a really creative review, um, but give us five stars if, if you feel like we deserve five stars and write us a review. It, it really helps bump us up in the algorithms on iTunes. 
Another thing you can do is you can post about us in your stories and Instagram. Uh, a lot of people find out about podcasts that way. Of course, you could just tell a friend. That's another great way, an old school way to tell people about a podcast that you like. You could also consider supporting us on Patreon. So we're on Patreon. Just go to Patreon and search for No Small Thing, and you can support us that way. Um, we really appreciate you listening. Uh, we do not exist without listeners, and we have so much fun sharing these conversations with you all. And uh, our, I think we're all feeling a little bit more hopeful these days, probably. Uh, I'm recording this little uh, message after the election results. <laughs> so uh, that back in Thursday, we had uh, a different mindset. But um, anyways, uh, we have been thinking a lot about hope. And I hope uh, this gives you, I hope, I hope this gives you um, some, some good thinking and processing inspiration um, in the days ahead. Uh, okay, that's it. Back to the episode. All right, everybody, we are back. Uh, had a mild break this time around. Just uh, chilled out, listened to some tunes. Had some conversations with Maddie about politics. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And here we are. Checked our election results twice in yep, the meantime. Nothing has that. changed. It's that type of <laughs> season. We are checking those election results. Okay. Baby Becks. Baby Becks. Um, <laughs> I'll read this one. Yes. She said, I feel like there's hope in terms of wishes, which is fleeting. Ooh. I hope for this job. Oh. Etc. But true hope, so maybe capital H hope. Oh, we don't know. <laughs> to me, you gotta capitalize that hope. To me, it goes hand in hand with faith. Mm-hmm. I only know I truly hope for something when I'm okay with not receiving the results of that hope. Dang. Interesting. A twist. Like if I truly hope for change, I need to be okay with potentially never seeing that change as long as someone in the future does. Dang. Now that that's another way a, of saying it big. Yeah, that's a bold statement because I'm I think we can experience the change of our hope, but I do like this spin of kind of decentering yourself and thinking of hope collectively and thinking of hope again, kind of across generations. Well, what it says to me is there's a risk in hoping because it's not a guarantee that whatever you're hoping for is going to happen. So Mm -hmm. she's saying uh, sort of resigned to maybe it not happening. She's okay with it not happening because she knows that it's maybe out of reach. Right. Maybe there's that piece of hope of the imagination or this otherwise possibility. It's like, well, you don't really know. Like it is the very nature of it is that we don't know if it's going to happen. If we did know it was happening, it would not be hoping, you know, hoping is having to trust and lean in. I think this faith piece is true. Like I think hope and faith are in the same ballpark. Well, I think also if we were talking to Rebecca, it's it's like the thing she's advocating for as a queer pastor in the Methodist church. Yeah. Maybe there's this sense of like, we're going to push forward with this, but maybe we won't see the types of things we want to see in the church. Today, today. tomorrow. But we're going to keep going. Next week, but maybe, maybe. I'll inspire a young person or, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. Ooh, dang. You know, when it comes to like Daniel and Rebecca and others too, I don't want to... I, I, we're just so close with them that like now I kind of wish we had Rebecca here to interview her about what she be like. Give us more that. thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, should I read this one? Yeah. Itty bit Carol. Love the name. 
have we had have we had thoughts from Carol before? This I is don't nice. think we have. Thanks I don't for think contributing, we have. Carol, I hope you can keep contributing. Okay, uh, Carol says hope when coupled with action is worthwhile. Okay, yes, on its own it isn't worth very much. Probably I'm feeling too cynical right now. After all, wasn't it Studs Turkle who said hope dies last? Yes, Studs Turkle is a. I, I like to think that she's referencing Studs Turkle because he has, in my mind, massive no small things vibes. I don't know who that is. He's dead now, but he's he was a radio writer guy who just had so he might have been a seven, just like big, big, big curious energy. Mm. Lots of just a fun, interesting guy that did so many things. It was a really good storyteller, but um, what a name Studs, Studs Turkle. I, I, that's like his nickname. I forget his real name. It was something and then in quote studs turkle, you know, or parentheses, but uh You commented I love studs turkey. Oh well that's <laughs> well, pff, well that's, that's obviously awesome. a typo. No, I know but that's a really funny typo. Uh what did I say? Oh studs turkey. Yeah. Hopefully she knows what I was trying to say. I'm sure. <laughs> uh yeah, no, no. I okay. Well that what she's saying is I do I do have a th- I, I I have something in my spirit about that thought. One is I agree with it. I agree with like, it's kind of brings us back to this Barack Obama, uh, Barack Obama thought of mm-hmm. it being tied to action. I don't know if this is a five wing four thing or whatever it is, but I start in my definition, whether I'm right or wrong, the way I just start with it is a feeling. I do feel like hope is a feeling and I maybe, maybe I need to work on, the part where I, where I let the work induce the feeling or bring the feeling, but Mm -hmm. sometimes I'm waiting to feel it before I do anything. Before you do the work. Interesting. Yeah, Yeah, no, I think I can really, I mean, I think you and I both come from places we're doing repressed. Like Mm -hmm. the, the action piece is the hardest. And as I've been thinking about hope, I do see, I'm like, my art is my biggest, most tangible piece of action towards hope. But, but there are pieces of action and hope that I'm, I'm, I have to go, mm-hmm, you know, I have, mm-hmm. I have more to be doing with my body. Mm-hmm. I have more to be doing with my physical actions. Yeah. You know, I mean, just to keep it going here, I also want to say uh, again, in the spirit of it, not none of this being right in quotes, but like, uh, you know, uh, I'm just, I'm just in a season of not, not, yet getting enough David Lynch material. I just keep watching the master class and there's the documentary. Just, there's just and could never videos. be too much David Lynch. Yeah. And you know, watching rewatching his documentary, the art life last night that I was saying to you earlier, there's just so many scenes of him sitting around and his master class. He just talks about, you know, if you're going to be an artist fishing for ideas, as he likes to say, you're going to have to spend a lot of time sitting around and thinking and waiting for the ideas to come. Mm-hmm, and he's mm-hmm. like, that may seem lazy, but it's your work as an artist and what seems lazy to somebody else is work to you. So it's like, yeah, so maybe there is something to, you know, resting or looking for ideas or creating space for the ideas to come. No, I think there's truth. I mean, today, so I started, I don't think I've announced this on the pod. We've just done so many different random things. We, at one point we might have, we might do a jobs episode. I got laid off. Oh, right. right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Everyone. This you're unemployed. (laughs) I'm back to being unemployed jobs three. Um, (laughs) and today's my first, no, yesterday I think was my first official day of laid off, but, and you filled it with seeing coworkers. I did, (laughs) but today really was, I, I woke up and I was, I was like, I'm not 
doing anything, Yeah. but I am doing a lot. And it was like, I did yoga, which was a big thing, but then I went on long walks. And I think there's this truth. Like I'm, I found myself snagging pictures of stickers I saw, hmm. which I think is interesting. And it is, I do know I'm like this, this day that I spent with myself, I look back and I'm like, I didn't really quote unquote do much, but like I'm now so much more prepared for Saturday when it's sunny to engage in art. Well, like, and you thought about hope today. I thought about hope the whole time. It's yeah. true. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe, maybe there is something to say that feels hopeless. I'm really being careful here because I don't know if I mean it, but maybe it, overindulging in just like TV and Netflix and screens. Right. It's numbing. It's yeah, like numbing. if, if I think that's the difference, like, and I think that that is kind of the misconception of quote unquote doing nothing. It's like, well, if I'm actively engaging with my brain and I'm, I'm, I'm not sitting and waiting in numbing. Yeah. I'm not dissociating. Right. right. I'm not turn. I'm not checking out. Yeah. You know, that is a different story than sitting and contemplating and sitting and being intentional and sitting and meditating and sitting and being open and having a certain posture. Like those, they look the same on the outside, but they're internally different. And then I think that as I think that, that they have different effects, pathways that come from those spaces. Yes. I agree with everything you just said. (laughs) Well, thank you. (laughs) No Uh, caveats. Okay. Should I go to the next one? Yeah. It's Mikda. Uh, haven't uh, heard from Mikda in a while. Um, I, we call her Mikda because that's her Instagram handle, but it's, it's Michaela. Michaela. <laughs> Hi, Michaela. I, I like calling her Mikda. I, I don't know if... Mikda's there, cool. There was one time we did that on our Instagram live, though, and, and she commented and was like, it's Michaela. And I was like, oh, we know that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Michaela also is making, like, the most amazing wood art. Mm-hmm. Go mm-hmm. follow... Mikta. It's actually at scratching the surface woodcraft, but, um, okay. One of the phrases I resonated with most of my life. I've heard a couple years ago from Adam Young therapist, podcaster guy, not Owl city with a laughing emoji. uh, Hope is agonizing. Yeah. Well, we also know Michaela's a a five. five. So I also wonder if that is something that like resonates with a five. There's something that resonates with me too. Yeah, maybe for it's both not of just us. fives. Yeah. There's something, there's something that makes me feel stubborn. Like sometimes I feel like somebody. Again, I'm just going with the images. That's something I've helps. That's helped me in counseling is is like being able to just go with the images mm-hmm. and not worry about explaining very much. But like sometimes, my dog gets sort of stubborn mm-hmm. and just sits in the middle of the road, and you're sort of pulling. Mm-hmm. And that's why I feel like sometimes hope is like trying to pull and I'm sitting down mm. the middle of the road. And I'm like, no, it hurts. I don't want to do that. I don't want to hope right now. That hurts. Nope. It's that. Yeah. 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 And that's, uh, yeah, that's where it's, it's complicated. Cause it's like, well, we need to, we need to have hope. I don't want to be disappointed. I want to just want to, just want to sit. That's why I say that the Kurt Vonnegut thing of like nothing, I can get in that headspace. I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing yeah. here. There's yeah. no meaning. Humanity's not doing anything. Humans aren't special. You know, that's like a defense mechanism of sorts. Yeah, yeah. I just don't want to think about it. Yeah. And if you awakened hope in me, I'm like, it is agonizing. It just is. It's briefly bringing up this idea of you and I both like, I think we do tend to approach humans just like on the basic level differently. Yeah. Like you and I, I am, 
I don't know if I would say like fundamentally good, but kind of like yeah, I, I lean like humans are trash. I lean <laughs> into thinking of like humans as being I mean <laughs> I balls of brilliant light within <laughs> us. No. You know, like we as humans are <laughs> we are God. You know, we yeah. and this this is where like my, my theology and my spirituality comes in. It's like I look at us and I see us as yes, being tarred over, but essentially being beautiful beckons of hope. Beacons? Beacons. Beacons beckons, beckons of hope. <laughs> we're beckoning people uh, and we're beaconing. And them. so I think that that might be this other piece where it's like, I, I mean, I get disappointed more than mm, you do mm-hmm. probably. That might be also why I, I, I do get sad mm-hmm. sometimes. It's because I'm, I'm disappointed, you know, mm-hmm. or let down or betrayed mm-hmm. by the fact that sometimes the, the, the tar is really, the tar is strong with some. And or they're <laughs> bad at their or, core. Or they're bad. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah. No, it's a good, it's a good perspective. We need all perspectives. It's a gift you bring. I need that in my life. I don't have it in my spirit or brain or mind. Do uh, I have a ball of light? Not sure, but everyone else. There <laughs> uh, you go. I'm the only one without a ball of light. I'm the only Everybody one. Everybody has one. <laughs> no, in I, my I, worst days, that's, that's me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I it's, I, I just don't feel it. I just don't feel and see evidence for any sort of goodness in people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, th- I think, I think they're capable of it. I think I, I think it is a nice way to live because when humans do something nice, I'm like, wow, you <gasps> like you rose all above those base animalistic, terrible instincts that cause you mostly to just fight for survival and live for yourself and seek out your own pleasures and put your needs before everybody else's. And you, you did something nice. Okay. I'll just quickly note that animalistic does not necessarily mean fighting for just your own self are are great animals. Yeah. No animals animals are, Mm -hmm. uh, your own base instinctual. Yeah. Yeah, No, I I know what you're saying. I'm just being a punk. (laughs) Um, that, that should be an episode someday. It, it, it's it's a animals. It's, mm-hmm. <laughs> Just wait, animals. animals. Wait, that actually would be a really good episode. That's <laughs> kind of true, but I would talk about how much I don't like animals. I know what I would talk I, about. I like animals even and... less than I do humans. <laughs> <laughs> wait, that actually, I'm. We need to write that down. That's a funny one. <laughs> we have to write it down. Like we're gonna forget that. We'll remember it. I'm writing it down. I was gonna say this 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 debate we're in of like. Goodness. Good versus evil. And maybe bring some other voices into it. I mean, it, no, after that all these would be years, fun. It's a constant conversation with my wife and me. And it's like, if she's, she's on my side. She's I'm on assuming. your side for sure. Yeah. And we would approach it theologically. So it's like, even if I have these. Yeah, dude, a Mongo day, bro. That always comes yeah, in. Yeah, but I go for the fall. I go for the fall. Yeah. Boo. <laughs> Boo. The fall. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a funny I mean, thing. the fall, the amount of times people have used the fall as the narrative to push against curiosity. Ooh. Yeah, well, I mean, well, now we're really getting to something. So here's... No, let's the, not we just get into it. it. We just, we just teased, teased what okay. that could be. All right, next. Oh, you're the next one to read. Okay, I'm the next one. I get to read... Lizzie Hopkick. It's funny that that's her handle because it's my friend Kira. Oh, that's funny. And Kira... <laughs> it, Kira's great. Uh, she's a teacher. 
and was uh, a co-leader of, with me at Bethany in the very early days. So I like have some very nostalgic be- early Bethany memories with Kira, but um, I love that she follows us on no small thing. Yeah, that's super sweet. Um, so she, I think, I think she teaches English. Uh, just read the poem America by Claude McKay in class today. It is dark, but has hope. And it's a, this is a quote, I guess, from that poem. I dark, uh, darkly, I gaze into the days ahead. Mm. Darkly, mm. I gaze. Mm. That, is, that is saying it. That right? is that. No, it's saying it in darkly. so simple words, but it's true. Darkly, I gaze into the days ahead. Cause it's, you're looking forward, but it is true. It's like, you're not looking down or backwards. Well, and there's this piece of, it's not like a false hope. It's, yeah. You know, it's darkly, but it's also still gazing forward or looking to something else. I like that one because it doesn't feel cheesy and trite. That's mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. where I feel like hope in like a Disney version is is just cheesy. Yeah, yeah. No, you hope know? hope quickly goes cheesy. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it feels like hope, I guess, also can feel like a defense mechanism, like denial or something, you know? Right, well, that's where I feel like it's we run into areas of, what to me, I'm like, well, that's, it's not hope. That's something different yeah. just with people calling it hope. Yeah. That's why I feel like that quote gets it. Kira, you got Kira, it. Right you got it. I mean, that might sum it up the quickest. Yeah. Darkly, I gaze into the days ahead. Like it, these things all need to be like in a little bit of a hope mood board or word cloud. It's like uh despair, hope, imagination, imagination. Yeah. And, past present future (laughs) i think i think all of them community yeah yeah it's yeah there's it's a full mood board but not just like if you're just gonna be like hope is darkness no 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 well yeah that's one way to not do it that's not hope like just despair alone but then the other side of it is like Hope is just being positive. It's just looking on the bright side. There's right. always something to be happy about. Cheer up. Right. Like, right. If, <laughs> if, if your hope is not taking into consideration pain. Yeah. It's not hope. Ooh, man. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. I, I, I want, I, I am doing that. Like that motion <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> to, no, to, thank to you. people coming out really trying to too quickly cheer me up. I'm not here for yeah. that. Oh yeah. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. Thank you. To that. <laughs> but if somebody came up to me while I was feeling bad and said something like together, let's darkly gaze into the days ahead. I'd be like, Oh, okay. That's, okay. that's the beginning of some hope there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Our finale is Daniel. <laughs> okay. Daniel Kai is one, three, seven. Um, which is, I love you. Um, I heard the term disciplined hope today. Oh boy. Here we go. Y'all get ready in terms of seeing the long game of fighting for justice and equality beyond the avenues presented by the current system and media. Disciplined hope is what drives the wise to continue planning and mobilizing when a road closes because it's imagination for how to make right Wait, for how to make right is not limited by the rules imposed by power. Woo. A community can hold and remind us of this hope when individuals lose the vision. Man, it's saying all the things, which brings me back to what I consider to be one of the greatest threats against humanity, the perception of individualism. Dang, Daniel. It is a helpful and necessary construct to keep us safe in our relationships, and it is the driving, it is driving the systems which kill and eat the disempowered. Dang. 
Individualism says hoard your resources, buy your house, dress your ego up in plastic and slave made clothes on stolen land. You must. It's either you or them. If we cannot overcome individualism, we will drown in millions of isolated boats. Hope on its own may be nothing more than escape as fantasy and a storm at sea for an individual in a rowboat. But hope will inspire a crew to keep their ship afloat until dawn calms the waters. Who is this human, folks? Daniel. There Daniel. is a, there's a little bit more. Oh, he has another one. And for those with a skeptical or cynical disposition like me, that's not just spirited rhetoric. Evolutionarily, one of humans' greatest survival adaptions is our social nature. Humans evolved in networks of interconnected family groups that hunted, laughed, foraged, fought, mated, and died together. Our brains and sense of identity cannot function without a communal context, even for the most reclusive of us. Anthropologically, an isolated human is assumed to be dead human, and a group of humans can exist creatively with boundless ingenuity. Daniel, he really needs to be a professor. <laughs> he's know. already, I mean, everybody, just so you know, uh, Daniel was like, is he like 25? Daniel's 25. I've, in his bio, I saw this he guy. put this. He's like, he's, self, he's like, I'm a scholar, and it's true. Like, he he's just like individually doing this stuff on his own. I mean, in, 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 a 60 year old professor could have come in and written that. Yeah. It's just not, it, it's just, it, I also just love that he's thinking that somebody's on these no small thing comments and he's got, got to come back in and be like, for those that are skeptical <laughs> or cynical, <laughs> clarify. I know. I love it, but it's true. I mean, it's, it's really bringing it back to this community element, mm-hmm. which I love. And I think is, it's it, that seems to be a theme, imagination and community. And I'll keep watch. I'll keep Pass watch. The torch. Pass the torch. Yeah, exactly. Dang. Pass the rock. <laughs> Think about basketball. Again. <laughs> no, no. That's a, Here's that's my what hope. Rock. Say, that's what people say when they play basketball. Pass the rock. <laughs> what if that's how I did it? I just said this big rock of hope. Throw it at you. <laughs> oh, okay. There's the hope. You better be hopeful. You cynical five <laughs> who says hope is nothing. You no. Know, oh my gosh. That's true though. I mean, if I'm going to, if I'm going to play my role in a community, I feel like I, I'm going to drop the rock. Uh, if I feel like if somebody but, tried but to throw it to me, I'd be like, nah. I'll, I'll be there to help you. Yeah. 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 That's nice. I believe that. And it's true. Actually, literally that's been true, but I feel like I'm realizing that in my life. Like, uh, I, I need I need to participate a little bit more, you know. I gotta get more some some more skin in the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeez, yeah. I mean, I'm doing repressed. Hope I'm takes participation. Repressed. I think yeah, that's yeah. a piece that's also been kind of brought forward as like, it's like faith that works is dead, <laughs> but like hope, hope, hope alone and isolated and in your head isn't hope. Maybe yeah. No, it's true. You know, it's it's maybe a piece of it, but if it's just that, then it's not hope. It's a thought. It's mm-hmm. just a thought. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. But yeah. also, I think I want to don't I, I, I don't want this episode to go by without like just making sure we say you're making art, which is hopeful. You're Sorry. working with young kids or have been, which is hopeful. You're doing rebel. You're going to school. You're studying. You're reading. You're working. You're in relationships. Like you're doing a lot of things that are hopeful. It's not just your art. Well, that's true. And I think, I mean, I was thinking a, a lot about rebel in this community, which you guys, one day we're going to have a full episode on this, but I do think you and I are both doing this work of hope building as yeah. a community. Like 
we are in a lot of ways witnessing pain that these mm-hmm. students are feeling and we're not being rejected over it. by the no we're not glossing over it. we're creating spaces of community i mean yesterday we gathered and just for an hour did art listen to music we're we're together mm-hmm. and that was so hopeful and so healing for me. It was yeah. like, wow, this is hope in action. Is this just being together mm-hmm. with this community and sitting with each other and, and holding each other? Yep. Yep. Yeah. I feel it. I think the kids feel it. Yeah. No, I mean, and I do think, I mean, uh, as your friend, I've watched you literally this last year continue to push yourself more and more into spaces where you're having to show up and participate more. You know, mm. you are, you are participating more. Oh, you're nice. I mean, I'm just, I mean, it's real. <laughs> um, yeah, gosh, hope you guys, should we, should we wind down with some readings? Um, I guess. Okay. I have one last blessing. Okay. Do you want to do your Annie Dillard? How, what, what's the vibe like for you? I, I'm going, I'm going off of you. If you're like, it's, it's okay. How about I do my blessing and then you read Annie Dillard. Okay. Um, and then my song suggestion that we end is the killer's song. Oh yeah, let's do it. Do you know which song I'm talking about? The one about? from the playlist? The one from the yeah, playlist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To me, that song is like, that song represents hope more than like mm-hmm. any other song. Let's end with that. Um, Yeah. Okay. So, so I have my Annie, Annie Dillard, Dillard reading, yeah. or my, I have my <laughs> Jan Richardson reading. Jan and Annie. Jan and Annie. These are our two people, honestly though. Um, Okay. I actually have two jams, so I'm going to have to pick one. This is a podcast and a vibe and an environment where we like readings and listening. I'm actually going to read both. Okay, sure. It's our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I like being read to, too. Um, Okay, so this is titled Hoping Against Hope. And it is by Jan. Both of these are going to be by Jan Richardson. This first one is Hoping Against Hope. Hope nonetheless. Hope despite. Hope regardless. Hope still. Hope where we had ceased to hope. Hope amid what threatens hope. Hope with those who feed our hope. Hope beyond what we hoped. Hope that draws us past our limits. Hope that defies expectations. Hope that questions what we have known. Hope that makes a way where there is none. Hope that takes us past our fear. Hope that calls us into life. Hope that holds us beyond death. Hope that blesses those to come. Ooh. No, I mean, dang, that feels like a good ending. And I and I do feel like maybe someday we should practice what it would feel like if we read it and sat for like 30 seconds. You know, that was good. Why don't I read this next one and then you wait 30 seconds and then you read your Annie? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> um, okay. Okay, this, so this maybe maybe we'll do fifteen seconds. I'll just wait for it. Uh, just let it. Sit can't for a you second. can't do the thirty seconds? Well, I mean, for a podcast episode, it might feel too weird, but okay. <laughs> I don't want anybody to think the episode ended or something like that. We, we we literally are telling them right now. Okay, we're gonna wait for thirty seconds. I'll set a timer. <laughs> okay, this is a blessing of hope. So we may know the hope that is not just for someday but for this day, here, now, in this moment that opens to us. Hope not made of wishes, but of substance. Hope made of sinew and muscle and bone. Hope that has breath 
and a beating heart. Hope that will not be quiet and be polite. Hope that knows how to holler when it is called for. Hope that knows how to sing when there seems little cause. Hope that raises us from the dead. Not someday, but this day. Every day, again, and again, and again. I like that. I like the 30 seconds. <laughs> okay, so I think this will be the end. Mm-hmm. So I'll do this reading, everybody, and then the song will come on and we'll be done. So uh hope you like this episode on hope. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's mostly for us. It's, it's again, it's self-indulgent. I, I got a lot out of this. Me I'm too, really, me too. I'll be thinking about hope all week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I'm going to move to the couch. Sure. Macy is moving to the couch. Um, this is from Pilgrim at Tinker Creek. It is, it is possible that I've read this before on this podcast, but it's so good. But it's so good. And so this is, the, this is, again, what I've said about Annie Dillard in terms of hope, and I guess she, she also sums up or personifies what some of the things that we've talked about tonight, which is naming the darkness first before she ever says anything. And she typically goes like 80% dark, 20% hope. Like she'll go so heavy on the darkness and you'll just be feeling like you're about to suffocate. And then she'll just add a little flicker of hope. So this is, this is at the tail end of her spending pilgrim at Tinker Creek is her like spending time at this cabin in these woods for like two years, I think living by herself and reflecting on it. And as it's nearing the end of this book, she just goes heavy on all these dark thoughts about the meaningless of lightness of life and writes it in such creative ways about, how silly we would be ever to hope and how she's feeling that way. And then she starts to write about this maple key and how it's a sign of hope for her. So it goes, it goes on and on cause this is like really the finale. So the maple key image is the beginning of this buildup. You know, if it was like an orchestra or something, it'd be like a little flute, you know, and then, and then all of a sudden all of the parts start playing, but you're not going to get all that. You're just going to get the beginning. <sighs> okay, here we go. Um, Annie Dillard, Pilgrim at Tinker Creek. I was standing lost, sunk, my hands in my pockets, gazing towards Tinker Mountain and feeling the earth reel down. All at once, I saw what looked like a Martian spaceship whirling towards me in the air. It flashed borrowed light like a propeller. Its forward motion greatly outran its fall. As I watched transfixed, it rose just before it would have touched a thistle, and hovered pirouetting in one spot, then twirled on and finally came to rest. I found it in the grass. It was a maple key, a single-winged seed from a pear. Hello, I said. I threw it into the wind and it flew off again, bristling with animate purpose, not like a thing dropped or wind-blown, pushed by the witless winds of convention, currents hauling round the world's ronger where they must, but like a creature, muscled and vigorous, or a creature spread thin to that other wind, the wind of the spirit which bloweth where it listeth, lighting and raising up and easing down, 
Oh, Maple Key, I thought. I must confess, I thought. Oh, welcome. Cheers to you. And the bell under my ribs rang true, a true note, a flourish as of blended horns, clarion sweet, and making a long, dim sense I will try at length now to explain. Flung is too harsh of a word for the rush of the world. Blown is more like it, but blown by a generous, unending breath. That breath never ceases to kindle, exuberant, abandon, frayed splinters spatter in every direction and burgeon into flame. And now when I sway to a fitful wind, alone and listing, I will think, maple key. When I see a photograph of Earth from space, the planet so startlingly painterly and hung, I will think, maple key. When I shake your hand or meet your eyes, I will think, two maple keys. If I am a maple key falling, at least I can twirl. Thomas Merton wrote, There is always a temptation to diddle around in the contemplative life, making itsy-bitsy statues. There is always an enormous temptation in all of life to diddle around, making itsy-bitsy friends and meals and journeys for the itsy-bitsy years on end. It is so self-conscious, so apparently moral, simply to step aside from the gaps where the creeks and winds pour down, saying, I never merited this grace, quite rightly, and then to sulk along the rest of your days on the edge of rage. Well, I won't have it. The world is wilder than all that in all directions, more dangerous and bitter, more extravagant and bright. We are making hay when we should be making whoopee. We are raising tomatoes when we should be raising Cain or Lazarus. Ezekiel exorciates false prophets as those who have not gone up into the gaps. The gaps are the things. The gaps are the spirits one home. The altitudes and the latitudes so dazzlingly spare and clean that the spirit can discover itself for the first time like a once blind man unbound. The gaps are the cliffs and the rock where you cower to see the back parts of God. They are the fissures between mountains and cells and wind lances through, the icy narrowing fjords splitting the cliffs of mystery. Go up into the gaps, if you can find them. They shift and they vanish. Stock the gaps. Squeak into a gap in the soil. Turn and unlock. More than a maple, but a whole universe. This is how you spend this afternoon and tomorrow morning and tomorrow afternoon. Spend the afternoon. You can't take it with you.